Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time. They are three book girls. Good to see you, sisters. Both Hi. of them. Oh, it's a par- party at Rachel's. It's a sister party. Yeah, we're going to get tattoos soon. Oh. What? What are you getting? Like a, a skull and crossbone on my back. No, I'm kidding. I lied. <laughs> I was like, that's drastic, but okay. <laughs> All right, you do uh, it. I guess I'm going to get like a hissing viper tattoo like down my back. Ooh, no, hissing <laughs> viper would be so freaking cool. Can you can you get it? Live stream that, would you? I'd can like you, to watch. Yeah. I wanted to I say Cobra Kai on it. Oh, yeah. Just win. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to get a hissing viper one, too, but it won't be down my back. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out of here. Have a good one. Bye. 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 <laughs> Close the door behind you, please. That was the best. At least that part of Tom. That was the best. Golly. They're all insane, the three of them. Are you going to get a tattoo, Rachel? Not this time. How many do you have now? Zero. Really? Megan, you don't have any either, do you? I do not. You know, there are not very many young people who do not have tattoos. Hmm. It's very rare. Well, maybe if we have a three book girl tribe meeting, we can all go get tattoos that as the book girl tribe. I think we should. And just the book with the wine. That's what I want. Just the book with the wine. And tribe. You can make it a wine. You can make it a margarita glass. It can be a margarita glass. You know, that looks like, you know, curvy, like a. Yeah. With an umbrella. That's a big tattoo. No, it doesn't have to be that big. I didn't get my sorority letters tattooed on my person. You can get it any size that you want. I mean, this isn't like dating. You can get any size you decide. (laughs) Uh, Here's what would happen I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. And then I'd be like, one like color dot in i'd be like okay that's cool <laughs> i'm done i'd be like yep that that is a uh, a margarita glass in a book yep i see it do you see it no great i don't care <laughs> i actually think that would be yeah, kind of Tom a cool and I tattoo don't have any um there's a couple that i want that i've sort of worked up that involves some signatures of my grandpa like my grandparents and my great grandma and then i like the book girl tattoo idea because i'm not opposed to them i just haven't ever gotten any and do you have any tattoos i no. do oh vonnie doesn't i have one i didn't know who you're talking to i'm sorry no i don't have any tattoos look at popper tattoo cherry you know megan you you can't haze this girl into anything (laughs) i have tried she is not she's like teflon well so sticks i was going to get one with my sorority let's roofie her hot chocolate And put enough Bailey's. Come on, Megan, this is a great idea. Put enough, hot, put enough Bailey's in that hot chocolate. You just never know. <laughs> no, and we ended up not doing it. And then I was like really glad we didn't do it because all of us that were going to do it, like half of them ended up like kicked out of the chapter. And <laughs> so because they were crazy. That's um, why you don't get writing. Well, we were just going to do like our letters. So it wasn't like it didn't say it was just going to be our sorority letters. And none of I think only like two or three people ended up going. And then the ones that got kicked out were some of the ones that ended up going so then they had to cover them and it was like a whole thing but mm. 
that was the that was the closest i got to going and getting a tattoo because like of course when we first said it like 15 of us in the, the sorority house were like oh my god yeah and then when it came time to do it everyone's like well maybe not yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> both sarah and liz already have t- this will be elizabeth's like her sixth tattoo i think and then for sarah this will be like her third i think and they both have my initials tattooed on them as well as you know, they have all three of our initials on them. I don't. So what you're saying so that, is they're more committed to your the relationship than you are? Well, listen, I committed to keeping those two assholes alive when they were little. So, you know. What else do you it. want? Dang. Yeah, I'm the older sister. That's all they get. When they planned this, um, they had planned this before I had had time to design what I wanted. So. so if we were to set up like a book tribe vacation, would you go? You and Tom? Are we just, to a four yeah. Day yeah. We- just a four day weekend. Yeah, somewhere. like a four day weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Megan, would you want to go? Uh, yeah, as long as I have the vacation days to do it. Yeah. Okay. Of course, it's not going to be like during the pandemic, but I was we were kind of talking about it and I thought it'd be kind of fun because... Even though Wine Country on Netflix was supposed to be like this complete disaster of friends going on vacation together, it the premise is really cool. And when I was Googling stuff around, Austin, Texas is one of the top cities to go to for book lovers. And I know Austin has a lot of different bookstores. I was Googling. We wanted to go to Austin too. Like we haven't been. Sorry, I had to mute you guys. I had to yell at them. They're out there fucking around doing something. I don't know. <laughs> See, this is the problem when they're alone. I hear them out there giggling and I hear a weird noise. It's like having small children. <laughs> Except they're grown siblings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they should know better. I did. I, I think so. Yeah, we have a couple of buddy reads coming. We have Vonnie. We have the Pillars. Pillars of the Earth. That's coming up the end of february yep the very beginning of it is very violent yes. and rapey like, what happened to him when he was a kid <laughs> <laughs> she's trying to profile him yeah um no i think they're I've, it, it's it's funny because in our like reading rivalry chat that we have going like at least once a day we get a can fucking fall it <laughs> like message <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm glad that I'm making everyone have such feelings. You are. You're bringing all the feelings, <laughs> even if they aren't all the way good feelings. Yeah, feelings are feelings. Well, and I think it sounds like a lot of us are reading the Silence of the White City. The si- yeah, the Silence in the in the White City Sil- oh, of just, the White City. I just checked it out. I, did, I just finished it yesterday, so we might have to do a Zoom call for that bad boy because there's like yeah, ten of us reading that yeah, one. Yeah, there's a lot of Allison people. and I are reading that one too. Oh, sweet. did you know that's a trilogy? Yes. H- have you read the other books? No. And it's a there's a movie of it on Netflix. I found it when I was googling to like look up something about the author. It was like Netflix, and I'm like, shut the hell up. So I, I might have to watch that tonight. Well, I'm going to have to listen up to it and see if I like it. I'll listen to that next it's, week. It's and more then... thrill. It's not true crime, but it's like a thriller. You, at moments, you're going to be like, whose head am I living in right now? And then you're going to figure it out. And you're going to be like, holy shit. Well, that's kind of what I was thinking with Killer Across the Table. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I need to read that one. I told somebody at work, I'm like, I got to get back to my book because dude has a head in his trunk. <laughs> Got to find out what's going on with Why? that. Oh There's God. a head in the trunk. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez. Yeah, we have we've been reading some dark shit this month. <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. it's like the not. It's actually it's it's like the month that we shouldn't be reading any dark shit because it's like Valentine's month. Everyone should be reading like. No, that means I should read dark stuff. <laughs> I was gonna say uh, this this group does not really strike me. We have tried it a couple of times to. We tried to do we've, a romance. We've tried it a couple of times where we've tried to do a theme 
for, for Valentine's. Valentine's Day. And it just hasn't worked very well. That one dirty book theme one that we did that time that was, was kind of good. fun. The best thing I was trying to get Nicole to read a dirty book. <laughs> I know because she was so, you know what I need to read is the third book in the Dirty Billionaire series because damn, like I, I loved those one. first two. See, everybody that's on the podcast now is, is we don't have anybody that blushes too bad except for Megan and blowjobs, <laughs> you know? So it's not as much fun to poke somebody if, if it doesn't why, freak them why out. Why is that? We don't let Megan... Well, no, I just I, not, I just really Megan's I, a scared of blowjobs. It's okay. Everybody she, has their thing. She's a picky eater. <laughs> <laughs> I was just curious where the block came in. No, it was uh, really though. <laughs> no, but let's be real. I'm the like of this cast of characters. You're the youngest. I that other than when Jessica's here. And probably like the most like conservative yes, wise. You are. You're like, you're pretty conservative. Yes. <laughs> Not necessarily politically conservative, but like other ways conservative. You just have like more of a moral did, you, did she just call the rest of us whores, I feel like. <laughs> I think so. I think she I kind did of not. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like I I do the podcast with a bunch of prostitutes. <laughs> sex workers. <laughs> the proper word is sex workers. <laughs> Speaking of what I got, so like, with, uh, with, she's trying to revert this. If I was a sex worker, see, I'd be a whole lot this. richer than this I am. This is what right she now. does. No. When the conversation goes to blowjobs, Megan is like <laughs> trying to find some way to change the subject. It's like no. with dogs with Martha. Exactly. She's like, it's the same. Yeah, see, there you go. Because there's a lot of different types of sex work, not just. Well, you yeah, know, that's that. true. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, I was, there's a dominatrix, for example. You know, a lot of times there's not even any sex involved. They just, you know. It's like, nah, did you just get that this. Instagram don't alert too? This. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> what? We just got added to a group that says, "Watch my pussy." What? It says, "Watch my pussy." Added you to a group. Yeah, it's like I'm a. Like, what? So they've been listening to the podcast. No, it's like a bot, and they like put you in a group chat together to try to like get you to join. Get you to join. Speaking of watching my pussy, um, did you read that, Heather? That- Heather, um, Dr. Heather from our book tribe, who is a veterinarian, by the way, um, posted a book for us that I never had the chance to mention. I figured you got that same alert because I looked down at my phone and when I looked up, you were looking at your Apple Watch and I was like, Bonnie just got that weird ass alert like, too. What? Watch I'm my- like, Megan, what the fuck are you doing on our Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm the, I'm the one who went Maybe through and that- unfollowed all the porn stars on Twitter. <laughs> Maybe that's why she doesn't like what I'm talking about. <laughs> Damn it, I'm foiled. Um, <laughs> do you not remember that day? Like the first time I logged into Twitter, I like texted, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah on our twitter our account twitter was like you, you scroll through there and there are actual people fucking on yeah there. Like, and i'm like can they show this on twitter i was all traumatized because martha was like <laughs> i don't know whoever was i was like unfollow 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 <laughs> we unfollowed like 200 people in one day yeah we must have got on somebody's list or something <laughs> so dr heather who is a veterinarian and listens to this podcast whilst doing surgery which i think is pretty cool sent us a book in the vein of Brenda's Beaver Needs a Barber. Oh, yes. And this is called Games You Can Play With Your Pussy. <laughs> By subtitled and lots of other stuff cat owners should know. So it's a, an actual book about 
pets, but still. Oh. And it's by Ira Alterman. So that it was almost a dirty book, and then they were like yeah. redirected course. Yep. Ugh. Naming your pussy, how to feed your pussy, sleeping with your pussy, disciplining your pussy. Yeah. Don't discipline too much because then you need that ex- the vagina exfoliator that you texted us earlier this week. <laughs> oh my God. That wasn't me for once. No, Who I sent that? that thing. I mean, oh, I was can't that Keith? reply to that I think it was email Keith. thread because everybody's got fucking iPhones and it won't let me reply, but yeah. goodness. I know. If you, if you need an exfoliator for your coochie, something is seriously wrong. Maybe you should peel the vegetables first then. <laughs> I think those skins yeah. are a little rough. Yeah. I mean, who who sent the, was it in one of the group, I think it was in our text, about the person who went on like BBC and had her like dildo on her bookshelf behind her the whole oh time? Oh my God, that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't and know it was if I saw that. that. That was like something um, totally unrelated. Yeah. That chick had funny. a dildo sitting was, on her bookcase. Like it would be like where Martha's coffee cup is right now on the bookshelf. Yeah. Like just sitting just on like the bookshelf. Just like a random dildo sitting on her <laughs> Who bookshelf. Put that out for decor. Like. I don't think it was there for decor. Maybe I think she, she forgot it was there. She just finished using it and she forgot to put it up first. She yeah. put it up all right. She put it well, up. I mean to put it back in the drawer. Yeah. That yeah. means it Well, maybe she clean, maybe man. she has a side hustle. Yeah. She goes from BBC to like porn. Maybe she has videos. a little no, maybe she has a little um side hustle doing a little zoom for profit on zoom the side. She could be as <laughs> well, Hey, you know, That's you make smart. your money where you make your money. That's right. Yeah. Everybody's you know struggling right now during the pandemic. You might need a little side hustle. I'm just amazed that no one in the world of like BBC was like in their like ears going can someone tell her to take the dildo off the shelf please probably didn't even notice it <laughs> that's hilarious like i could just hear a producer being like what the fuck tell her someone tell her um what was that Co- okay what so um former former cheeto in chief um <laughs> i was scrolling through buzzfeed yeah and i see his picture pop up right on an article but the article says former or it says Home Alone 2 actor Donald Trump um, being he's being removed from the Screen Actors Guild right, uh, union right. or whatever but it didn't say former president it said, it said former Home Alone <laughs> Donald Trump and I was like oh that's amazing well, that's and along that line I saw something about Home Alone 2 as well that Macaulay Culkin was like hey how about you just like superimpose adult Macaulay Culkin me and over him and like I'll just be that character take him out yeah, yeah. he's like just I'm an adult now just like no, like it'll be a funny Easter. Like, yeah, I'm huh. eating tagalongs because Martha's a bad influence and had a box of them. You have Girl Scout cookies. Well, here's the deal. You know, I do that radio show on Sunday mornings. You know, where I interview nonprofit organizations, and the Girl Scout lady sent me an email. She's like, "So, do you want to do the interview?" And I said, "Well, yeah, okay." And she's like, "Can I bring the cookies up to the station?" And I was like. I work from home now. Martha's taking bribes. And she's like, it's okay. I'll mail them to you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so she sends me one of each. And and so now I, I feel I feel like one of those rappers after they do their video. You know, they've got the money out on the table. Everybody the- comes over. I'm like, see my cookies. That's literally what happened. Martha started throwing Girl Scout cookies on the counter. And I'm like... I'll take that red box of tagalongs, please. <laughs> Even though I have four of my own boxes at home. <laughs> I need to find a little section of those crack dealers and because I got cash to blow. Well, you know, there's a 
let's just give a, a free uh, plug to the Girl Scouts right now. You can go to, I think it's called it's Co- Cookie, Cookie Finder. Finder, cookiefinder.org, and they will give you a, they will assign you a local Girl Scout who's close to you, who will then bring you your cookies. Or you can order them through, the, you can yeah. order them online yeah. and they will deliver them right to your door. Yeah, but if you get matched up with a Girl Scout who's close, then that Girl Scout troop gets your business. So it's pretty cool. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, I guess I'm going to be doing And that on later. a related note, did you know that Kamala Harris was a Girl Scout? That's awesome. I, I didn't know feel that. like I, I probably that. did know yeah, that. But I learned that. I was telling Rachel when we did our Zoom call earlier this week, she just seems like somebody that I could be friends with. We could, you know, she wears chucks. Yes, she does. So, I mean, I have chucks. I do too. I have a blue pair. She could be on the podcast. <gasps> There you God, go. God, wouldn't that be? I'm sure awesome. she's a reader. You all, you guys. I mean, like it would still be really cool, but I feel like you guys in particular would probably fangirl so hard. We would, and right? it, it would be bad. We would because, have to quit making fun well, of Megan for that. Know, yes. <laughs> readers and have books themselves are the Obamas. We should try to get them on. Yeah, I could freaking. Do you all realize you'd have to be like so? I would have to not swear. I would have to not swear the whole time. Could they you? Would be on. Could you do it? Though? I don't know. I don't know. You know, I've read some stuff on Obama's list. He might be okay with the swearing. You know, he he and I have similar reading tastes. But it'd still be like, did the you know that former president? That's like, true. Like, like you'd feel like you had to like get your Talk shit about together. Tongue tied. I'd be like, oh, so. And I'd be like, what's up? <laughs> like, I would not be. T- I probably Mr. would get tongue tied. So you led you you led the U.S. for eight years. What have you learned? <laughs> People suck. <laughs> Be like, people are assholes. I would say, how much more gray hair do you have now? Mm-hmm. A lot. A lot. Yeah. It's, yeah. When, when my coworker and I were actually talking about how badly the president's like age when they're in office, I'm like, Joe Biden don't got nowhere to go. I know. <laughs> like, he's already like. Two good things happened this week. Okay. Tell us. One, I got that job. Thank you. Thank you. And then we did our taxes today and we were thinking maybe we'd get something back or break even like and it, we it actually ended up better. And so now I got a little money to play with. Wow. Yeah. Get money for some so. Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> Double Be like, bonus. Just start like throwing money at Girl Scouts. Like, <laughs> like I got, I got I'm going to pop some tags. $20 in my pocket. <laughs> You read a lot of dad books, right? So I do. It kind of But goes. I don't read a lot of grandma books. That's true. That's true. Although I do have a liking for grandmother type furniture. You I, do. I do. I don't know why, but I just She's like got a it. You know when you look up chintz in the dictionary? Chintz? Chintz. Like chintzy? Yeah. Okay. Look up chintz. Bonnie likes that. <laughs> It's all the flowery grandma furniture. Oh, yeah. No, I don't like the flowery furniture. Because it reminds me of my grandmother. Yeah, it's a ch- that's what that's called. I look it up. Who do you, How do you spell it? Who do you it? think will be C-H- a grandma first? Martha or Vonnie? I-N. Oh, hmm. definitely Vonnie. You think? Yeah, because Tyler already has a living girlfriend. Sorry. Thank you. You know, she doesn't want to know about her second well, I mean, love life. I looked up chintz and all it is is um, dresses and stuff. And I don't wear stuff that likes it. I just like the furniture that looks like that. But, you know, I did do an actual historical fiction. And it's kind of funny how I came across this one. 
because last Sunday when I was working and there was no one in the office, I didn't have anything to listen to because I had finished my book the day before. So I just Googled best historical fiction 2020 and this was one of the ones that was on the list that happened to be at the library also and it was a winner and it was a really great book most of the time when i do that i listen to it while i'm at work and then i'm like yeah that's not all that great i'm not going to listen to the rest of it but this one actually made the cut oh wow so i read (laughs) fast girls by Elise Hooper. <laughs> Fast girls. <laughs> I was excited about that chair. You need to get rid of that chair because I have the footstand to footstool to match it. <laughs> I think I have the footstool I need, and the chair somewhere. I need some grandma furniture. And this book is about women in the Olympics in 1936. Ooh. Not just 1936. It, it kind of spans through when they were very first allowed to compete in like field and track events Mm -hmm. and it goes through the 1936 olympics that were in berlin so it kind of shows what they had to go through to be able to compete and the kind of negative feedback that they received like um a lot of people were very against it because they thought that they wouldn't be able to it would have a negative effect on them reproducing oh i thought you were gonna say because the men would be too distracted but no but you're on because they would be too muscular yes and they would lose their womanly figure yes so they wouldn't look they wouldn't be soft and womanly anymore instead they would be you know muscly like they'd be too masculine yes it was one of the things my eyes just rolled back all the way in my head yeah when i was listening to that and i listened to that little excerpt it was kind of like, oh my god, people are so fucking stupid. But but it does happen to some, like especially gymnasts, right? But not a not a, like every athlete. Well, no, but gymnasts are also have to keep their weight down, and that's what happens is because their weight is so low, they quit having the reproduction organs yes. quit. Yeah, it kind of yeah. But anyways, this book is about um, some different characters uh one of the ones that they talk about is betty robinson who actually competed in the 1928 olympics and won um, medals won medals in it and i'm pretty sure that she won gold and uh she was going to compete in the next olympics which would have been 32 in 32 and she has an accident that keeps her out of it and it talks about her accident um her competing and um, how she was able to compete. And it also talks about Louise Stokes, who is a black girl who competes also, or who goes to the Olympics, I should say. A black girl who goes to the Olympics. And her and there's an, uh, another lady who they talk about a lot. And it shows a lot of, besides the sexism that they come, that they have to face, the racism that that they have to face and how like when they're traveling with the olympic team how they're treated differently like in hotels and everything because of the color of their skin which is infuriating Mm. and very sad Mm -hmm. and a girl named helen stevens who comes from an extremely poor family a poor farming family and she's very boyish and everything and one of the coaches at the school recognizes how fast she can run when she's playing basketball in gym class and he ends up paying 
for everything that she needed to be able to go to the Olympics. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And he's not a rich guy himself. He's a teacher. So it's not like he makes a lot of money, but he believes in her so much that he sends her to the Olympics. Her story is a little sad and inspiring at the same time. She's a very different kind of person. And it just talks about all of these characters and them making it and what they had to go through growing up and how they came, you know, how they were discovered and how they got into the Olympics, what they had to go through to be in the Olympics and everything else. And it was a really interesting book. I really liked it. And um, these are actually based on real characters, real people. Um, It is historical fiction, so it's not completely true, but it's based on very true events. And it's based on actual people who were females in the Olympics in 1936. So yeah, it was a really good read. And I think if you like historical fiction and you want to break from something that's you know too worry <laughs> too warish worry warish too worry that's not a whole bunch of people fighting that isn't about submarines <laughs> 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 this would be a good book it has some very strong female uh, leads characters and it's just it's really great that was called fast girls by elise hooper that's really fascinating I always like hearing Olympic journey stories because I think growing up, you think like, oh, like the Olympics, like it's the pinnacle of like athleticism. And you think like somewhere in your head, you kind of associate them with celebrities because they are like the Michael Phelpses and the um, Johnny Weirs of the world or whatever. But then you watch, like I watched a show Michael Phelps did with HBO and a bunch of other athletes about how it's not the glamour that people think it is. Like they get peanuts for a like a stipend to be an olympic athlete like most of them live in debt most of them like really struggle to be olympians and you don't see that side of it a lot of the girls in this story they're poor their families are Mm -hmm. poor so and they cannot get a job that has anything to do with their athleticism correct or else they cannot keep their amateur status and compete in the Olympics. Yeah. So if they got a job like as a coach or something like that, they would automatically be disqualified for the Olympics Mm. because they could no longer be considered an amateur. The, like the face of us swimming or gymnastics. Or maybe you could, well, one of the people in this book ended up having to sell some of the stuff that she had gotten a prior Olympics so that she could pay for her way into the 1936 Damn. Olympics. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, it's just like there are a lot of jobs like that. I mean, for example, my job. True. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people think, oh, radio people must just totally make a lot of money. You don't. <laughs> no. In fact, no. people who work at Walmart make more money than I do. Yeah. And that is a fact, friends. That's yeah. a fact. It's the, it's the image of the glamour of like... The cool side of working at the radio station. Tyler was just talking about that today. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's, and we do it because we love it and because we're good at it. The only people who make a lot of money doing radio are people like Ryan Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest and Howard Stern. uh, Carson Daly. Carson Daly. Yeah. But all those, those people are on TV too. Yeah. And that, and they, they became famous in radio and then started. Well, Seacrest was on. He, he was on TV first, wasn't he? No, he was on radio first. When he did American Idol the first time, 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's I just why always... you got the gig. Uh, I figured he was just like no, like an actor dude that they're like, here, come be our MC. No. Uh, that makes sense though. That makes yeah. way more sense actually. <laughs> A lot of people start out in radio and then get better gigs. And Rachel would know that because her husband's a radio guy, too. Which is... Indeed he is. All right. So, Rachel. Are you going to give us some murder today? Um, I am. Also, Woo! fun fact, my dad was actually in one of the, like, early phases of Olympic trials when he was a young man. Really? So. Wow. That's cool. What sport? Wrestling. Ah, uh, Yes. My dad was a state championship wrestler. Oh, wow. Yeah. He didn't make it very far, but that's okay. We love him anyway. I think Ron's dad was up in powerlifting. I wanted to be an Olympic swimmer. It just wasn't ever going to happen. I had but, no talent. Well, I couldn't have been at, like in a boarding school and been training for the Olympics. Oh. Like That would never... That wouldn't work? No. Yes, I'm going to bring a little bit of... Um, murder mayhem and all that fun stuff but it's actually going to be um from the mind and actual experience of john e douglas uh for any true crime fans out there i'm sure you know who that is he is one of the original fbi sort of profilers who you know back in the 60s along with robert Ressler and a few other members started to develop what we now know as behavioral sciences within the FBI and things like that. Um, but this book is fairly new. It came out in, I think, May of 2019. And it's kind of a follow-up to their his first book, Mindhunter. Um, and there's a Netflix series about that. That was a I'll good book. I read that book. That series yes. is so good. And I think it's not getting a season three and I'm pissed. I like it um, too. The book is good. I myself am not a fan of the show because I think it's a little too dramatized in Hollywood. So that's my opinion on the show. I don't like it, but that's just me. Um, Give me so, Jonathan but, Groff wait. any day. That's who reads yeah. this book. <gasps> um, the audio. No. Yes. Oh, I might have to stop everything and listen to that. <laughs> Damn it. Yes. Uh, so this book is called The Killer Across the Table. Unlocking the Secrets of Serial Killers and Predators with the FBI's Original Mind Hunter by John E. Douglas and Mark Olshaker. And yes, the audiobook is narrated by Jonathan Groff. Y'all plays buried Hol the lead in the group chat on that one. <laughs> if you said oh. Jonathan Groff was narrating, I would have dropped everything. <laughs> Holy, you, you are so centered on celebrity, my God. I just love Jonathan Groff. Like, how do you not? Love I don't Jonathan even know Groff? who the fuck that he is. He's a little cutie. Too he, young for me. He's, but he's he a was in he's he was in Glee. Then he played the king in Hamilton, and no. then he was the Ma no Martha. No, sorry, I got nothing. I got nothing here. I'm educator. Okay, so go Continue. ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rachel. <laughs> okay, and so yes, this is narrated by Jonathan Groff, who plays Holden, one, the main character in Mindhunter. Um, he does a great job narrating. I will say that I don't normally like a male narrator myself just because sometimes they, the inflection doesn't hit quite right. I tend to like female narrators. He did an amazing job. And at the end of this audiobook, I got, I did the audiobook from Audible. And at the end, there's actually Jonathan Groff interviewing John Douglas about the book and everything. So if you're interested in that, that's pretty cool too. 
But given the fact that this book is true crime, I mean, I, I'm not going to necessarily dive too, too much into it, but I, I do appreciate the way that it's written in that John Douglas talks about, it essentially picks up where Mindhunter leaves off, how they developed the, their career, how they started going into prisons and interviewing killers, and then, you know, starting to develop certain terms and techniques for how they did that. And then how classifications of these types of serial murderers and murderers came about. Just a few probably bigger names that are noted in the book and comparisons are made during this book along with other cases that are directly talked about. Of course, Charles Manson, Son of Sam, David Berkowitz, and BTK Strangler, Dennis Rader. So a lot of those things are referenced, um, but there are also some lesser known cases that John Douglas talks about. He also talks a little bit about his side work that he did once he retired from the FBI because he did some consulting and other things like that. And so that was interesting to hear certain cases that he was asked to consult on and his process on things. So if you're looking for a look at what an FBI profiler does and sort of the background of these things and the minds and process of of these types of people this is a really good book for you i think and it's not a boring read you know sometimes books like this read textbook like um this one definitely has a good flow it kept me interested i if i could have given it four and a half stars i would have but we all know the the issue with goodreads on that so maybe the new ceo will fix it for us yeah maybe but again, that was The Killer Across the Table by John E. Douglas. And I will have to say, if I can just pitch in real quick. Absolutely. I am not a huge true crime person, and I loved this book. It was mm-hmm. so interesting just, you know, diving into the minds of these killers to try to figure out. Welcome to the dark side. Why they do. Now, I'm not, don't know if I'm going to go on a, you know, a sp- a spree, a spree <laughs> of serial killing reads, but um, but yeah, I, I like this, and I think I'm gonna read Mindhunter and see because it's, I did like that series, and mm-hmm. I liked this book. So, by the way, I wish you all could have seen Martha's eyes bug out of her head when I showed her a picture of Jonathan Groff. Yeah, okay, I did watch Mind Mindhunter, and I recognized him when you showed me the photo. But yeah. I, I never remember their names. That's my problem. Uh, you would I, like? I think you would like this book. Oh, I Megan. just put, I didn't put, I didn't borrow it because I have I have five books that all my holds are going to come do at the same time. I've got that issue. I'm I'm just so waiting I, for them. They're all going to come at once. Yeah, I, just know I tagged it on my Libby account, so when I have freed up my audio supply, I can. Dive I am going to go in and put all of these John Douglas books on my wish list, though. So that I can read them eventually. Mindhunter is available, so I'm going to go ahead and check that one out. That I'm just real salty that they're not going to do another season of that show, I'm pretty and sure. And then I'm going to dream of people being killed. You it's know pretty what, satisfying, Bonnie? really. Hmm. Um, I have the. I think I have a hard copy of that. I'll just send it to you. Well, She I, likes the audio. Yeah, you could send oh. it to does me. He read but... the, does Jonathan Groff read the audio, too, for the for Mindhunter? Because I don't know if he does mm. or not. I'm good. I don't know. Let me see. look. I haven't. I, I read it or listened to it. Mm. I doubt it because Mindhunter came out way before. Oh, that that's unless developed. they've done like a re a re like 
brand of it after the show came out. No, Richard Davidson is the narrator for oh, well, for Mindhunter. Still going to tag it, so I remember to read it later. So, Megan. Hey. Is there any death and decay in your book? Uh, you know, oddly decay. enough, there is. <laughs> <laughs> I had a reading challenge where I had to read a book with deckled edges, which for those who don't know what deckled edges are, those are where the edges aren't cut straight. Like, it's got all the wobbly uh, edges. Mm-hmm. And um, I love deckled edges. I am here for a deckled edge. Uh, so I had to find one that I hadn't already read and I had like just read one before this challenge. So I had to find a new one. So the one I found is North Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman. And I've always liked mythology. Norse, Norse mythology. That is really hard to it say. It is hard to say. <laughs> I was getting, a, I was cracking up. <laughs> I was watching your mouth. Norse <laughs> mythology. Because well, when you start to say <laughs> mythology, you're already trying to say North instead of Norse. Um, Norse <laughs> mythology. So I'd, I've always liked mythology, like Greek and Roman and just mythology in general, but I didn't know as much about Norse mythology. mythology. <laughs> I'm just going to start calling him Thor. Um, <laughs> didn't know that much about Thor. I didn't know that much about Thor and his peeps. That's really why you read this, it, because you watched the it, Thor movie. No, it, it was perfectly timed, because I was binging Marvel and reading Norse mythology, and it was a lot of fun, because I was could picture them as the actors, mm-hmm. and... It made me love like love Loki even more because I already love Tom I Hiddleston. Like Loki. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I like Tom Hiddleston, but it was fun to hear the the true stories. I mean the the stories behind the stories behind the things that are happening in in the Marvel universe with them. But I just really enjoyed hearing mythology that was new still. You know, you can only hear so much Greek mythology and so much Roman mythology and things like that. And it was just it was nice because each one was kind of its own little story. But yet they all still connected and being able to also connect it back to things happening in the movies I was watching was a lot of fun because a lot of the things you'll be like, oh, hey, wait, I just watched like whatever Marvel movie and like this, this story goes to that plot line or whatever. And I thought it was, he narrates it now, Neil (laughs) Gaiman. I can't talk today. <laughs> Did you roofie the uh, Girl Scout cookies that she's eating over there? She might have. We, we're going for tattoos right after this. <laughs> yeah, I've got a guy coming over. God. He's got his own you know what gun. Ha- you know what's happened? I've gone to the gym two days in a row. It's all those, like, endorphins. Because happy people don't kill people. Um, You're getting too manly. (laughs) Yes, that's it. Too much Zumba, too manly. Um, But yeah, Neil Gaiman reads it, which is always... I love listening to him talk. I know you guys don't love him. I do like him. No, I like him. Somebody... I think it's me. I do not like his his narration So I chuckled when you said that on the Zoom call last night because I was like, "Mm, wait till tomorrow. I don't like him. (laughs) Um, But I I loved it. I loved hearing the stories because most of them are fairly new. I mean, I've watched like vikings on history channel which also has a lot of that same mythology in it they talk about it um uh valhalla and things like that a lot but i really enjoyed it i liked it a lot i liked hearing all the stories and connecting it back to things that i was also doing it was perfectly timed and i'm sure there's hundreds of different versions of those stories but it was kind of nice having them all in one place and I was I was laughing. I'm gonna pick on Taylor. Sorry, Taylor. In our group chat, she's like, 
like maybe hate Loki even more. I was like, he's literally the god of mischief. He's supposed you're supposed to hate him. He's supposed to make the world end. <laughs> like, he's, yeah, he's supposed to be the bad person. Yeah, she's like, I just hate Loki. I was like, well, you're kind of supposed to hate Loki. Like that's that's his character one arc. Of the, one of the people in my D and D group and Casper had a dog named Loki. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I would probably name that a dog be- Loki. Anyway, back to Loki. So I I just loved it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I kind of want to read like more norse mythology uh to just get more information because it's something i haven't learned a whole lot about in life and it was fun i recommend well, it it was something different something mythology I is fun i like i like reading little things about mythology if you turn around behind you you'll see a whole row of m- m- books about mythology cool but yeah, if you enjoy the Marvel movies and want to connect them to books, I highly recommend Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology because it does put a little little extra spin on those characters that you kind of already know and love a little bit, even if you aren't a Marvel person because you've heard some of their stuff. Everyone knows Thor. Um, and there are definitely times you want to punch Loki in the throat, which because it never goes. He tries to He tries to be so sneaky because... He's the god of mischief, like I said. And then it always backfires. It always goes <laughs> terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I highly recommend it. He's kind of like um, Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes. The only thing that you can believe is that he's going to not be trustworthy. Yes, that's very true. Loki is definitely not trustworthy God. So if you like Captain Jack Sparrow, then you have to like Loki because they're the same person, just different. They even have the same haircut. Just about. (laughs) Just about. I always feel like Loki would smell better than Jack Sparrow, though. Well, yeah, Uh, probably. I mean, Jack Sparrow is a pirate. Yeah, he looks like he smells bad. Loki's kind of living on a God cloud. He can, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He probably doesn't perspire Hey, it's all about smell for me with the guys. So, you know. (laughs) That's true. That's the one thing I'm not a lot of pleather. That's the one thing I'm not going to miss about the book sale. Oh, the smell of the book sale. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I swear all, all of the book lovers who don't bathe come out for the book sale every year. So you got a lot of people close together who have not bathed. Well, and inevitably I feel like it's cold the week before. And then it's like 900 degrees the week of the book sale. Always. So you're in the like, Except the one time we had to stand outside and wait in line. Yeah. Then yeah. it was like five degrees. But they canceled it this year. I know. So. <laughs> what are we going to do for your birthday? I don't know. I'm so sad. I'm so sad. This is the first time in Oklahoma City since I've moved here that there's no book sale. Well, I'm just saying. Um, I'm My Amarillo, my lower lip is starting to do the little. Amarillo's numbers are are way down and we're opening stuff but we have some neat books yeah but i'm not vaccinated yet i can't travel yet (laughs) it's like it's like i can't go to doggy daycare i'm not vaccinated (laughs) (laughs) yep i have to get vaccinated oh how long until you can do it um i'm in the next tier so should be soon and of course, Von- then Bonnie won't be vaccinated. I'm in the same tier as you, I think. Are you? P- I'm pretty sure. You're in third? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I'm an essential worker because I work oh, at a Oh, yeah, bank. that's right. Okay. Yep. So, really, it we're just waiting on the two of us to get our vaccines, and then we'll be ready to go. Ready to travel. Woot. 
Oh, do I need to say title and artist again? Yes, please. <laughs> and I reviewed this week Norse. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it again. <laughs> she actually already said it. I did. <laughs> I thought about Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman. That was my favorite thing of that review. <laughs> it's because I want to say North. I know. I love it when somebody else has issues with that. That's what I do for a living. And it's like, you have no idea how many times I have that issue with stuff. It's just, ugh. All right. So this week, I am reviewing a book called The Kids Are Gonna Ask by Gretchen Anthony. Not anything I would normally read, but it sort of caught my attention for two reasons. The first reason is that the book has a podcast in it. And the second thing is the kids are looking for their biological father. And as you know, my son is adopted. So I'm always interested to see how people are going to deal with that particular issue. Um, now, in this case, the kids, the kids aren't adopted. Their mother has died in an accident, and they live with their grandmother. But the mother never told the kids. She never told them, her mom who the dad was. So nobody knows. Every time somebody tried to ask her about it, she just sort of didn't want to tell for whatever reason. So the twin, they're twins, Savannah and Thomas. And they live with their grandmother, Maggie. And Maggie's a, a real character. Actually, Maggie kind of reminded me of myself in a, a few ways. She's sort of one of those people who, who would invite people over to dinner because she found them interesting. And then Savannah and Thomas started a podcast sort of around this dinner party thing. So she would bring strange people into the house and they would interview the weirdos and that was how they began doing podcasts. Well, then they decided they were going to do a podcast about finding their biological father. It was really Thomas's idea. I don't know. There were a few things about the book I didn't like. For one thing, the, the idea of it just it just felt to me like that's the worst possible way to go about it. If you're going to find your biological parents that doing it in such a public venue can only end in tears. And, of course, that comes up as part of the book, too. So I was sort of waiting for that other shoe to drop the entire time because I knew it, it couldn't, be, couldn't be good. It was okay. It was an all right book. I gave it four stars mainly because of the characters. I really enjoyed the characters. I liked the character of Maggie. The twins were a little bit, I mean, I liked the girl twin. She had a really interesting personality. Thomas was a little bit on the, I don't know. They were, they were good characters. And then the character of the biological father was really an interesting guy. He was an interesting guy. So they end up finding him and their podcast gets picked up by a national organi organization that basically causes most of the mischief that happens during during the thing because of course the pub a publicist gets involved and and they end up getting going viral for some reason and they go to New York to be on 
to be on the chat shows and whatnot. And there's all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on with that, which is they end up get actually the, the beginning of the book starts out with people outside their house protesting. Oh, because they're trying to find their biological yes, father. Yes. Mm. So from the very beginning, you know, something's going to happen regarding that so that's probably the reason that i was like thinking something was going to happen it was part of the it was part of the story it wasn't the kind of book that i would have normally been drawn to it just was a book that was being released and i thought oh well i kind of want to see how this gets dealt with i want to see maybe not necessarily how they go about the search but more how the kids feel about it. Being an adoptive mother, I've always had that deep down, I've always asked him how he feels, but I was never 100% sure because you never know how your kids really feel. They're not going to tell you that. Right. And how it would be if he were to actually meet them and all of those deep down feelings that you get. So that was the main reason I really read it and I I got a little bit of satisfaction out of some of the responses that the kids had and the story was overall pretty good I noticed that on Goodreads it got a lot of three-star reviews I don't understand why really I mean it was it was good enough for me to want to recommend it overall it wasn't a fantastic read but it was super entertaining and the thing that I the reason that it got the extra star for me is because I was compelled to read it very quickly. I was engaged the entire time. It kept me moving forward. And at the end, I felt satisfied. I felt like it was an enjoyable read. Well, there you go. Yeah. So that was called The Kids Are Gonna Ask, which is what the podcast was called too, by the way, which I thought was pretty cool. And God, the producer or that podcast or the, the guy that they have to work with. What an asshole that guy was. Mm. Ugh. Typical sleazy producer type. Yeah. So it was called The Kids Are Gonna Ask by Gretchen Anthony. Cool. I read a lot this week. A lot, a lot, a lot. And I couldn't quite decide what I wanted to review because I had so many different... Some weeks I'll read five books and they're all crap. And some some weeks I'll read five books... And they're all pretty good. And this week I had several. How do you read five books in a week? What speed are you listening to those audio books? What else am I doing right now? Yeah, but even when I was like home. I'm home. Like what speed do you listen to your audio books? Probably these are about 1.75. Oh, yeah. See, no, I wouldn't retain any of that. It depends on the narrator, though. No, I have to. I'm at like 1.5 when I do an audio because I can't. I get too distracted. It depends on the genre as well, though. Because mm. if it's sci-fi, I have to read slower. Yeah. Because if it's not... Um, actually, I think I think it's more like 1.5 right now. Oh, well, that's not terrible. Let me look. There was one I read not long ago, and I can't remember who it was now. This British. It was somebody with a British accent. 1.4. Yeah, okay, that's not terrible. Right now. I don't have the choice of 1.4. I can only do... 1.25 or 1.5. I just slow one down that I was reading. 1.75 or it's 25. It's 25s, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just slow one down that I was reading not long ago to like one because I was like, this accent's too heavy. My brain can't can't take it. 
I usually keep them at 1.25 unless it's a real slow narrator and then I'll turn it up to 1.5. Yeah. Just because I multitask and I do other things while I'm in, it's easy for me to miss sections yeah. and then I have to rewind. Yeah, I do the same thing. So fun fact I learned off of TikTok a while back. Um, in the first move, when you first meet Loki, so the first Thor, I'm pretty sure was the first time we see Loki. Um, Tom Hiddleston's in his costume and they have Disney had to edit out his package in his costume because does he, he, does does he have much, a boner huh? no it's like because they're so form-fitted that you that could see, see like, too much of an outline no like have too you, much of everything have you ever seen oh, guys I, in tights yeah i mean unless they why do you think i enjoy there? ballet come on yeah <laughs> that, but and so then if you, if you notice in the later movies loki's costume there's a his it has a like a jacket and the jacket hangs on a diagonal across i think that's i think they did the same thing for elf for yeah. will ferrell because yeah his you his jacket just very conspicuously yeah. is <laughs> across where his his junk would be yeah and every once in a while like when he jumps or something if you pay attention are you watching his package <laughs> you know how many oh times God. i've seen elf i had to make it interesting <laughs> well, maybe i shouldn't drink and watch christmas movies well, I, I, had, I had heard that rumor before but i'd never seen like unedited footage uh-huh and then somebody posted it on tiktok I'll have to show, I will, I'll show it to you guys. Rachel, you have this look on your face like your eyes She's are not really interested like, in Loki or Will Ferrell's think, junk. I think I'm going to let the dog out and he came back in at the package talk and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> but like, think about how long, how much money Disney spent editing out Tom Hiddleston's well, junk. You know what I heard? Because his costume was too revealing. When they, when they made the, the movie Beth, The Love Bug, Herbie. Herbie. Um, that chicky's boobs were too big they had to um oh, edit out her Lindsay lohan's Lindsay, Lindsay lohan had too much cleavage going on they had to edit out some of her boobs is that's what <laughs> so i heard now Disney how spends, true that is i don't I know i mean it probably was because she wore some pretty tightly i can honestly say that'll never happen to me no one will ever have to edit out my boobs well, <laughs> <laughs> she might have had a boob job you don't yeah, i mean yeah. it is hollywood you never know but yeah it is Lindsay lohan <laughs> i just thought like because i've heard it more than once and i just thought it was hilarious and then i it popped up again on tiktok with like a behind the scenes thing and i was like oh my god there used to be this show do you remember well you know i had to look up what a cod piece was you didn't when know what a cod piece was i did not know what a cod piece was you're in the theater and you no, don't know what a cod piece I, I is? didn't know until I started reading Christopher Moore. Oh. That was a while ago. It was like years ago. but Very Shakespeare. Yeah, but I mean, I had no reason to know that. I'm, a, I'm with Vani on this. Like, you're in the theater. How'd you not yeah, know that one? I My, I the theater that, that we did wasn't Shakespearean theater, so that probably explains why. It's basically a cod piece. It's just a cup. Yeah, but it's an exaggerated cup. Right. Which is why I think they should bring back the cod piece. It's outside not worn, your yeah, worn outside on the, the outside, clothes. decorated festively. God, can you imagine how much fun life would be if the cod piece returned? I think that I would be kind of... the first person who would get one. Tom? <laughs> would he have a hissing viper on it? <laughs> <laughs> Martha doesn't like it when I say his name. <laughs> what? The hissing viper? That's the first person who would get one of those. 
Why don't I like it when you say his name? Trump? Oh! oh! I thought you were talking about Tom. I did too. Yeah, well, you're right. He would be the first person to get one. Mm-hmm. The I, guys I who had the... It would be all the dude, the redneck dudes who get the truck nuts on their car. Trump would have to get it. They'd all have American flag cod pieces. (laughs) Trump would have to get it pretty big if you'd have to see it over his belly. I'm sure that wouldn't be a problem for him, you know. His could just be a thimble. He'd have to have a solid gold cod piece. A thimble with a a garter belt so that you can see it. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, okay, now sneeze. (laughs) Who else would look great in a cod piece, do you think? I can think of a couple of people. I can think of so many people. That I would like to see in a cod piece. And then, you know, just to be inclusive, we'd have to have for females as well. I think I might like to wear one, actually. You're going to wear a cod piece? Sure. Why not? No, because then then my pants would have to be bigger. You wear it on the outside. You wear it on the outside of your pants. I know, but how else are you going to hold it up? Is it like a jock strap? What? Well, I'm sure there's something that's like a belt. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to tie it somewhere. Or I just don't know how flap. this works. I'm confused. There's got to be some ties on the legs or something. The right equipment to start with. <laughs> well, yeah, I know that, but <laughs> but you that's know, not it's like it's a bit it like place. penis envy. You know, it's you have codpiece envy. Yeah, I don't have that. So, I mean, it would be nice to be able to pee anywhere standing up. But yeah, beyond that, that's care. that's really the only reason. Yeah. Cause yeah, they have dangly yeah. bits down there getting in the way. Yeah, yeah that'd be. Which is, we're back to the detachable. That would be um, the ultimate. It would be. And a festive cod piece? Come on. Well, think That's how awesome you, you could it, do. You could decorate it for different seasons. Right now, we're coming into Valentine's Day, and you could have a big heart-shaped cod piece. Kiss don't my cod piece. Think that their junk is a gift. Like, do we really need them to decorate it? It's a dick in a box. No, I didn't say what she said to you. I said what Rachel said. Well, if they decorate it and stuff, it might be more appealing for me. Yeah. You get to unwrap it and stuff. Yeah, but like I said, then are you, you really going to like what's in the package? Probably not. Because <laughs> the exaggeration that would take place outside would pretty much indicate the contents therein. A lot of men already think their penis is some gift. Do we really need them to like believe this anymore because <laughs> we could care less i don't know i was just trying to think of a new fashion trend to keep it <laughs> you know because we've got the we've got the mask it just seems like the cod piece would be a perfect thing to bring back right you now. can have a cod piece that mask that matches your mask exactly this is what i'm saying it would be awesome i mean you see all these dudes in tutus and crap in vogue i'm like why has do nobody not hate done on the- harry styles in that dress i'm just saying if they can do tutus, why the hell could we not bring back the cod piece? No, you can, but do not hate on Harry Styles because the Harry Styles fans will descend on us. <laughs> no, I wasn't hating specifically okay. on Harry Styles. Um, I'm just saying because he that rocked that if, blue dress. If they can, mm-hmm. if they can do trends such as that. But if cod pieces ever come into style, we need to get one for Tom with a hissing <laughs> viper. Bonnie, can you make a, a hissing viper? penis warmer for him um i can make a snake one that has a tongue and you can just call it a viper how about that okay so i can do that because to match his to match his hissing viper tattoo it's like earrings for a girl the decorative cod piece would just be 
I mean, they used to decorate them. They yeah. did. They hundred percent. They did. Because they were supposed so to draw attention. Exactly. That was their I'm point. thinking, you know, the dudes who have the don't tread on me license plate could have a curled up snake there. I don't think we need to bring that fashion trend back. What? The gold the, teeth or the cod piece? Either one, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it would make yep. the office more interesting well, if everybody had some cod pieces. Wouldn't it, though? Think about all of the guys in the office that like to wear their very tight dress pants to work throw a cod piece in there i mean you're not wrong you're not wrong to match their tie i'm thinking corporate would be sending out a strongly worded email on day two (laughs) there would be a whole new sexual harassment training video (laughs) required and and i'm thinking that the girls might be more involved in this sexual harassment i would be okay with that equal representation (laughs) they're gonna harass me damn it i'm gonna harass them right back hey like your cod piece. Like your cod piece. Nice. I was checking out that cod piece and I just have to say, well done. Well done. <laughs> Can somebody tell me where does the name come from? Let's see. It's probably a name. It's probably somebody's name or something. I don't know. The I only thing like I think of with cod is fish. But I wonder if it was like some like a like aristocrat. Maybe they like used to put name. their fish in their oh, cod piece. Oh, carried their fish in there. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> Cod in the Middle East meant bag and scrotum both. That's why that's why it's called cod piece because it used to mean So it's a scrotum piece. It's a scrotum, yeah. Ugh. Or a bag piece. Old English for scrotum is cod. Then how did the fish get the name? (laughs) (laughs) Are you eating scrotum or you eat cod? Yeah, can I have some deep fried scrotum, please? Need some scrotum on rice. This goes all. Hold the hair. (laughs) Oh my God. I need you to go ahead and scale that, God, for me. Can I have some vinegar on that, please? You. You want it even more sour? (laughs) Savory. And on that note, that's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.